Welcome to Season 5 of Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please make sure to review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. Also, please tell a friend, a family member, or even complete strangers about our podcast and how much you enjoy listening to it. Your support is greatly needed and appreciated. It was 2 a.m. on August 27, 1979, when Val Johnson, a deputy sheriff of Val County, Minnesota, experienced one of the most unusual events in modern times. His vehicle collided with a UFO. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World Season 5, Episode 1, The UFO Patrol Car. Val Johnson was on night patrol and it was a slow night on the rural back roads of Val County. He gave a warning to one speeding motorist and watched as the hours and minutes ticked by. It was going to be just another routine night with no major incidents. However, just before 2 a.m., while driving along State Highway 220 near the town of Warren, he noticed something strange ahead of him, something he had never witnessed before or since. In the middle of the roadway was a brilliant ball of light. Val estimated it to be about 8 to 12 inches in diameter and about 3 to 4 feet above the blacktop. He said even though it was glowing, the edges were clearly defined. Val Johnson, curious as to what it could be, watched the light for some time and noted that it was moving. Then it suddenly moved in his direction and collided with his patrol car. The light was coming at me, it was extremely bright, the inside of the car lit up, I can remember that, and uh, it was a very dazzling, brilliant occurrence. Val says the light came into the patrol car and hit him like a 200-pound pillow. He woke up in a ditch across from where the light had hit him some 15 minutes later. Rubbing his eyes, he felt them burn. The front windshield of his newer patrol car, a 1977 Ford LTD, was smashed. He rubbed his forehead, but there were no injuries from his head hitting the glass. He reached up and noted the window had been smashed from the outside in. Noting no injuries on his person, he unbuckled his seatbelt and opened the door to examine the windshield. It appeared as if something was thrown at the glass. Next, he walked around the vehicle to inspect further damage. He noted one of the lights in the front had been smashed out, and both radio antennas were bent sharply back. Going back inside and retrieving his notebook to make notes for an incident report, he noted that both the watch on his wrist and the clock dashboard both ticked 15 minutes slow. Something did strike my vehicle. Uh, something didn't want me there, apparently, or it was, you know, I, I can't put a judgment on it. Uh, I really don't know how to classify it. I, don't, I can't classify it as an attack. Val Johnson made a radio call into the station immediately. 407, uh, what is your condition? I don't know. Someone just hit my car. I don't know how to explain it. Strange. Are you, uh, what's your condition? Are you okay? Something attacked my car. I 
for all, get hold of 406 Stephen and send him along the way. An ambulance was rushed to the scene, and Val was treated at hospital for the burning sensation of his eyes. I was on routine patrol, and I came up to this intersection, and I looked south, and I uh, saw a bright light just over the center of the roadway. My first impression was that maybe it was a semi with uh, one headlight broken out, and then it dawned on me that the light was too big around and too intense for an ordinary headlight. Subjected to uh, something like arc welder burn or something. My uh, there was some salve put in my eyes and they were covered with an adhesive bandage. But in a matter of uh, six to eight hours, it cleared up. Val Johnson wrote the incident up, contacted his superiors, and provided details about the incident to various investigators. They all concluded there was no explanation for the incident. There was an unusual amount of UFO sightings in Minnesota in the 1970s, and skeptics believed that Val Johnson was simply creating a hoax. However, friends, colleagues, and fellow police officers all denied that a hoax was perpetrated. They indicated that Val Johnson was a skeptic himself, had no motivation or monetary gain, and shied away from press and any publicity regarding the matter. Even today, Val Johnson seeks no fame from the incident and denies any media request to interview him. The incident, however, was being investigated behind the scenes. The Ford Motor Company was contacted to see if they could determine what, if anything, had caused the damage to the patrol car. A request was made by Mr. Alan Henry to Ford Motor Company and uh, through the normal chain of command down to the glass division, I, as the so-called glass expert was asked to come out and examine the windshield. The cracks in this particular windshield are not unusual in themselves, any one of which I could reproduce uh, myself in the laboratory, but as a group, they're unusual. I'm convinced that uh, the fractures as we see here were made by some type of a blow from the outside of the glass by some firm, uh, probably hard object, but with not sufficient force to crush the glass, but enough force to bend the glass to the point of breaking it. I have not seen anything like this before. They are extremely unusual. Alan Hendry, with the Center for UFO Studies in Illinois, was asked to investigate the incident. Hendry was an astronomer, ufologist, and advocate for the scientific study of UFOs. His book, the UFO Handbook, a guide to investigating, evaluating, and reporting UFO sightings, was all about being comprehensive and critical of supposed encounters, 
and separating tricks of the mind from the truly unexplained. Hendry studied the car and the circumstances. He came to only one conclusion. Whatever happened, this wasn't a hoax. The case is quite striking for the simple reason that a law enforcement officer has reported a sighting that left behind damage to his car and injury to his own eyes immediately following the experience. We learned of the Val Johnson case in much the same manner we learn of most of our sighting reports. The deputy of Marshall County contacted us directly via our 800 toll-free phone number, which we've issued to 10,000 police departments around the country. The biggest mystery about the Val Johnson case to me is trying to find one neat explanation for something that could behave the way he described, yet create the kinds of damage that we analyzed and discovered. An investigator from Honeywell was also called in to study the antenna. His best guess was that they had been bent by a highly imposed blast of air, but he had no idea what could or have caused such a thing. The presence of bugs on the antenna indicated that it probably hadn't been bent back by hand, leaving more doubt about a possible hoax. Theories of ball lightning were also presented, but there was no concluding evidence. We will be right back with Unsolved Mysteries of the World, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. If you are traveling this year, it is important to get travel insurance. From flight delays to lost baggage to accidents and injury, no one will protect you more than World Nomads. It is the trusted travel insurance broker for millions of adventure-seeking travelers with the best rates available anywhere. In fact, if you go to www.experiencethis360.com, you can get an instant, free, no-obligation quote right online. If you want the best protection at the best possible price, visit www experiencethis360.com and sign up with World Nomads Travel Insurance. Now, back to the podcast. Skeptics, without further evidence, started pointing to some ridiculous conclusions. First, they said it was the planet Venus that Val Johnson saw, and perhaps even swamp gas or a weather balloon. The typical answers. But then they upped the ridiculousness by saying Val Johnson had staged the entire event to draw attention to drug smugglers in the area and to get better funding and more patrol cars on the road. Is it plausible that a highly respected police officer would make up a UFO story so that the public would be more favorable to fund the police department so they could defeat drug smugglers? Nah, we don't think so. Val Johnson has his own theory as to what had happened. Upon reflection afterwards, it's been about six months now, upon reflection, uh, we've kind of come to the uh, conclusion that uh, perhaps the Creator has made other things that we can't readily see or readily identify, and perhaps this is one of the things we encountered out on the road. For those interested, the patrol car is on display at the Marshall County Museum's historical display. It is known as the UFO patrol car. What is interesting is that the car was never repaired after the incident. It had no major damage and yet was stored away for decades, untouched. Val Johnson is retired and has had no other strange incidents. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory. 
and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Madia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.